only podcast that believes cheese is actually just a lower grade, higher cost version of Velveeta. We are the only stupid people podcast. I'm your host, Mike, along with... I'm Jennifer. How are you doing this week? Oh, <laughs> I'm not prepared for that question. <laughs> okay, well, then we won't ask that question. If you'd like, we can get on into the podcast. How's that? I should be prepared for that question. It's not like you just sprang it on me this time without me realizing. Well, you know what? I'm be honest with you. I'm disappointed in you. And that goes along with the theme of this podcast is things that have disappointed us in the past. Stupid disappointments. Stupid disappointments. I'm not sure if these are stupid, but things we were disappointed in that we were really looking forward to at one point in time. Yeah. Well, I'd say part of the thing that makes them stupid is they're really quite meaningless. Like I think Boy, if this is all the troubles we have in our life, we have got it pretty easy. Yeah. So anyway, just, I mean, not to trivialize anybody else's disappointments because our list is pretty lame. That's stupid. the way to sell the show right there. <laughs> I just mean they're stupid little things. Nothing. You hear that sound? That's the sound of the one advertiser we have running, screaming out the door. <laughs> So, but we actually haven't even been using the advertising. But I lately. think people can relate because there's always these little things in life that you like look forward to or think are going to be great. And then you're like, oh man, that was disappointing. So, <laughs> so much. you know, people can relate. Yeah, I think so. So <laughs> would you like to start this week? Okay, sure. I'll start with something. So there's a lot of experiences, I think, that okay. you find disappointing that you really look forward to. So, and, and that you certainly don't think are going to be disappointing. So, um, about a year into our marriage, we went to Europe, remember? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So we went to the Eiffel Tower and that was really cool (laughs) until we're up at like, whatever you go up to like the second level or whatever. And all of a sudden you got very sick. Yeah, I I guess not suddenly you were kind of feeling bad and then you were just like, I got to get out of here. So then, you know, we had like a minute up there and it's like, okay. And I had to figure out the quickest way to get you on a train and make a couple of changes and get you home. So now now see you look sad. Like (laughs) it was just not the best best experience at the Eiffel Tower. It wasn't. And that was my fault. I apologize. (laughs) It's not your fault for getting sick. (laughs) (laughs) For reference, I did get a migraine headache which I don't get those very often. I've only had a handful in my life, but when I get them, they are, as people with migraine headaches know, they can be debilitating. Yeah. And literally, I just got back to the hotel fast enough to throw up in the toilet and then take a huge nap. Yeah, and then, I guess, to add to some more <laughs> to add to the disappointment. <laughs> on that particular day, you woke up and you felt much better after you'd gotten some rest. And we're like, okay, let's go get something to eat. And so right around the corner, we didn't want to go too far <laughs> It's a little Mexican restaurant, and it was pretty hilarious what the French version of Mexican food was. Yeah, it's... It was like Thanksgiving dinner more in terms of the palate and the seasoning of that Mexican dish. It was, yeah. anyway. As well as eating at Wagamama's, that was kind of disappointing. If yeah, you remember. that was so, kind of disappointing, too. So we had, we had a great experience in Europe overall. But we did run into a couple of things that disappointed us. Uh, I, I found England to be probably... Some some parts of England were great, but some of England was really just like a big city, and it really was kind of a little bit disappointing to me as well. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Compared to except, the rest of except it. Except for the wax museum, which I guess was the first time we'd ever done that, and I found that like way more fun than I expected. <laughs> so yeah, I guess. So travel, I think, will have a lot of things, because I think you look forward to 
so much and then something always goes a little bit wrong or is less than expected. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I'm trying to think if, if I've had a bad travel. I'm trying to think if I have a travel experience that was disappointing. I'm sure you give me long enough in this podcast and I can think of about a hundred hours. Oh, see, like most of my stuff here is related. And I'll remind you. I'll be reminding you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so you probably just more disappointed in me. That's the way this started out. So can I add, okay, so who would say that Eiffel Tower is disappointing? Probably nobody. Right. The other thing that I was kind of disappointed in, but this wasn't our trip, okay? Okay. The other time I went to Paris, I was kind of disappointed in the Louvre Museum because I expected to go in there and see like all this great Impressionism stuff. And it was just hallways of naked babies (laughs) because it was all the Renaissance stuff and all all these just naked baby Jesuses all up and down every hallway, it seemed like. And I was like, where's the Impressionism stuff? And then... After my trip that time, somebody said, no, no, you have to go to the Musée d'Orsay, which you and I went to, and that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. So so that was the good part of that. Okay, what do you got? You know, I have to start out at least with, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, I'm going to start out with the Hard Rock Cafe, because let me (laughs) preface this by saying, we grew up in Louisville, and really, Louisville now is a little more... It gets more things than it used to, but oh, yeah. when we grew up in Louisville, it didn't seem like a big city, and I'd still no, say it's not a big no. city like the New Yorks and the Chicagos, even though they try to play like that sometimes, but ultimately, it took things a while to get to Louisville, and companies didn't want to invest in in Louisville, and I don't right. blame them, especially the downtown Louisville area, and Louisville then put in a, a group of buildings or kind of an outdoor area called 4th Street Live. Yeah, And part of 4th Street Live that I was really excited about was the Hard Rock Cafe because for some reason I felt like the Hard Rock Cafe was somewhere special. Like we've made it big time if we have a Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, Yeah. and that was kind of my thinking. So I went in with this almost puppy dog eyes of thinking I was going to be really impressed and pretty much all it was was an overpriced Applebee's with guitars on the wall. (laughs) It really was. It was just terrible. And... (laughs) It was one of those things that I was really looking forward to going to because I felt like, wow, there's something cool to go to in Louisville now. And it was like, oh. Other than uh, Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> Joe's Crab Shack. And TGI Fridays. Yeah. What? And Tumbleweed. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was just a disappointment to think. I was really looking forward to it because I built this up in my mind that this is going to be a big city experience. And it wasn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, similar to that. So restaurant wise. Yeah. Remember when we went to Orlando? Uh-huh. And so if you've ever been to the Universal Studios little park, there's an Emeralds restaurant. Right. And you're like, woohoo, Emeralds restaurant. This is going to be amazing. And I, was it like our anniversary? I, I, think I don't it was. really remember. I think we had, you know, one of the older kids babysitting the little kids and we yeah. went. But anyway, we went and we we're like, this is going to be great. And it was crowded and overpriced yeah. and the. Uh, Menu items were small, and they weren't even anything better than the Hard Rock Cafe. No, not really. <laughs> so that was pretty disappointing, too, especially because that one really did cost a lot. Yeah, but so. I actually just got an appetizer because it was just, everything was so expensive, and I was like, I'm not getting it. I think every entree was over $30. Yeah. And, and I don't even think Emerald was back there cooking it. Probably not. <laughs> He was probably he was probably just out back there scooping it out of the toilet because it tasted like shit. <laughs> well, now I don't know about that, but yeah, it, it certainly really. wasn't anything to 
write a good review about. No, not at all. So do you have any other restaurants you can think of that you want to throw on the You know list? what? I don't have any other restaurants. Okay. Um, well, that's fine. Uh, I've got some food. Well, okay. I don't think this even qualifies as a restaurant, okay. but the Golden Corral. <laughs> because, okay, you know, we had a time where we would go there. You know, the kids loved it. We'd meet your parents there. It's, you know. And if you go and... So I'm a... I've got a quite a sweet tooth. If you go and you look at their dessert bar, you're like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> is like so many great desserts. But every one of them is awful. Like, it's just like flavorless. I don't know. How how do you make chocolate cake so bad <laughs> that it's not even worth eating? Like, none of it was good. But it looked like it would be. Yeah. Well, they do have that chocolate disease-infested fountain. Yeah, I don't even think I tried that. That was yeah, it's too probably a sketchy. good move. That was sketchy to begin with, but yeah, all the desserts look great and they all taste like blah, like some can't even describe. <laughs> so, so that's a restaurant I'm d- disappointed in. So, so what else you got? Okay, so as we're along the lines of food, though. Okay. I'm really just. I'm sure that you're going to be disappointed in this too. I am really disappointed in my own cooking sometimes <laughs> because, well, I mean, some things are great. I'm, you know, I mean, there I have a handful of things that I make really well, but I'll branch out and I'm like, you know what? I really like the idea of homemade chicken noodle soup, right? Because our daughter likes chicken noodle soup, and you know, when you buy the can or the even the deli kind, it's not as good. So I'm like, I, I bet I could make a good chicken noodle soup. Do you remember the one that I made it in the crock pot? Yeah. I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know if I put too many seasonings. All I know is it cost about $30 of ingredients (laughs) to make. And I think we ended up throwing it out. It was so like, ugh. So that, and then the one time I tried to make chicken dumplings, and then like you're supposed to drop little bits of dough in. Uh And I just, the dough just got kind of melted in one big, do you remember this? No. It was like one big thing. Like the dough did not stick in its own little pieces. It just <laughs> melded in with everything. So imagine soup where you've just mixed dough and it was like a paste. It was not Sweet good. biscuit soup. Sounds so delicious. I'm disappointed delicious. in some of these recipes that I'm like, this is going to be great. Well, man. the recipe may be just fine. <laughs> Probably Mike. <laughs> 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 so yeah not to hijack your mm. food conversation but i did have another one that's more of a beverage okay is yoohoo you know yoohoo the chocolate milk yeah is it like a s- carbonated though i don't no. think it is no it's just kind of nappy because <laughs> i grew up with primarily like pepsis and dr peppers mountain dews country time lemonade and i just remember seeing that commercial and i didn't know yoohoo existed but i was like but it's oh, in a can. Well, I guess it's, in it's a also a bottle at the time. Oh, okay. I think I've seen it in a can too. Yeah, but I just remember seeing that commercial and I was like, oh my God, what is this thing? It's like chocolate drink. And I don't know. I just, I was fascinated with it. So, <laughs> so the next day when we went to the liquor store, which believe it or not, I did almost <laughs> oh, every day as a child because my dad <laughs> hung out at the liquor store. We used to hang out behind the back of the liquor store and me and all the other little redneck kids would throw rocks at the dumpster. But. <laughs> One of the treats I got would usually be a country time lemonade was something I liked. Or another thing that I got was um, those cheeseburgers that they warm up in those, not even a microwave, but it's kind of like some little shitty oven. You know what oh, I'm talking okay. about? Okay. 
Yes, because they used to serve that. It was at the little swimming pool yeah. where we would go spend our summers. Yeah. And to me, they were awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I, I like that. That's yeah. not a disappointment. But the Juhu, I remember getting it that day, you know, and I was thinking like, you know, oh, my God, this is going to be the, the coolest thing ever. So I open it up <laughs> and I don't know. It, it was. It was like chocolate water. You know, it. I was, like if you put chocolate syrup in water. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, when I opened it, I, I think I was I was probably as excited as a Facebooker gets when <laughs> somebody from the wrong political party that they don't support does something stupid. So they get on Facebook and trash all their friends. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of that excited. <laughs> but but ultimately, what it tasted like was it kind of tastes like Count Chocula just jacked off in a pop bottle. Oh, it was God! Disgusting. I do not need that image. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. Was, but did you drink it all? Huh? No. Okay. Actually, I probably did. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I drank some chocolate, alternative world chocolate jizz pop. Oh, honey. Just, but that is the funny thing. It's like you're try, you'll are you be eating something. You're like, this isn't very good, but you keep eating it. I was just looking forward to it because I, everything else. I, mean, I thought Country Time Lemonade was a big step from just soft drinks. Because I was like, oh, Country Time Lemonade. And I loved that when I was a kid. Yeah, that's... So I think I was looking really forward to this Yoo-Hoo. And, and I don't <laughs> think I've had one since. It was just disgusting. But it's not carbonated, <laughs> I recall. It really is. It's just stale, old-tasting. I'm not even sure. I don't think it has milk in it. I don't know. I don't know. It looks like... It's like, looks like Count Chocolate. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so now that you bring up a drink... The first time I had a mint julep at Churchill Downs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those are awful. At church. Like, I've had them at private parties where they're not too bad because right. they actually make them well. But the ones at Churchill Downs <laughs> are undrinkable. They are, I can't even explain. I think it's somehow, it's like you just went and licked the spearmint leaf, but, you know, the leaves <laughs> of the spearmint or what is that? The mint, I guess. <laughs> and... Then took a shot of whatever alcohol is. Yeah, it. it was just alcohol and mint. It was yeah, it's, it's like sticking your tongue in the butt of the spearmint twins. You have got to stop with this gross. <laughs> I, you know I don't like that. I know, but I enjoy it. Jeez. Um, but, you know, speaking of derby even, that can be disappointing. Yeah. So, of course, as many people know, you know, when you go and all of a sudden it starts pouring rain or right. it's freezing or... or it's, but, but, 900 degrees or it's outside. 900 degrees and the thing about derby that to me is disappointing is like it's so very crowded right that you can't i mean i guess the point is maybe not to see the horses but you generally can't no and yeah, you just end up watching it on the big in this screen. huge swarming humanity can't get through anywhere so yeah i always feel bad when people are like i've always wanted to go to derby and i went and then i'm like it's unless you happen to have really good seats and even then you're going to be still stuck in crowds yeah i kind of enjoyed going to see the races when it wasn't as crowded yeah and that was fun and take the kids etc but derby is just uh, it's just a big circle jerk well it's a lot of money and it's a huge thick crowd that and then you have to drink their shitty mint juleps. <laughs> and they cost them. <laughs> for like mint. 20 bucks. <laughs> well, yeah, you have those. And then the Bud Lights were like seven fifty a can. They're probably up to $10 now. <laughs> probably. So what did you got for me? So, okay, I'll try not to do too many more travel-related things, but they're <laughs> just so funny because, again, you build up your expectations. So one thing that, like, I had on my list for at least 10 years was I wanted 
to do the Hershey factory tour. Right. <laughs> like I thought, for one, I just like seeing how things are made. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are. I'm fascinated by the process of how things are made. So I was like, oh, well, we did a trip a few years ago that included Pennsylvania. And I was like, we'll go on that Hershey factory tour. This is going to be great. We're going to see them, you know, in the process of making chocolate. And it was kind of confusing because they were like, well, we've moved it over to the Hershey Park ever, you know, area where the amusement park is. I'm like, okay. So we went to the amusement park, which was nuts. But anyway, afterwards, it's like the park's closed. Now we're going to go do the factory tour, which was open till midnight or something. So that wasn't the problem. The problem was <laughs> there was the little factory tour was in no way a factory tour. <laughs> it was like a little carnival ride where you drove through little sections that showed you, here's a picture of this that we do. And here's a little film of this that we do. It was so disappointing because I thought we would like really get to see chocolate being made. And it was just like watching a little movie while riding in a canal or something. It was really disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, it was similar to the level was probably similar to Joe in Idiocracy when he finally got to ride the time machine. That's what I was thinking. It reminded me of that. It's like you're riding in a little, I felt like it was a boat. I don't really think it was a boat. I think it was a boat because I remember. Anyway, I think I just put my head on a shelf the entire time going, this is ridiculous, but you, you so wanted to go so stupid. bad. So I wasn't going to trash it. I was it. so excited to actually like, I thought we'd really get to see it. But anyway, if you go to that Hershey factory <laughs> tour and you think that's what you're going to get to see, you will not. <laughs> and I don't know how you get to see it anymore. Cause anyway, so now I'm just like, I've also always wanted to go to the Crayola factory tour ever since I saw it on Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and now I think I've seen where they have like those tours in like Orlando and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that Crayola factory tour is not going to show you them make actually making crayons. Oh, yeah. What is it? Fool, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me Fool twice. me twice. You can't I, get fooled yeah, twice. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> You won't fool me again or something. <laughs> anyway, long and short of it is, uh, yeah, that was that was not. I do best. not recommend it unless I mean it's not that it wasn't like the kids liked it because they Did had they? no expectation. <laughs> so I mean, if you don't expect it to be a factory tour, fine, right? But if you do, it's very disappointing. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've got a few more things here, and the one I wanted to talk about that was probably the most disappointing, but I really don't have a lot written down about it because it was just more me remembering this, was that when you first got a job and you opened your first paycheck and you're making like three thirty-five uh, an hour is what I was making because that was minimum wage. Yeah. And I was only working like 16 hours a week. So you get it and all the stuff's line itemed out. And by the time I got my check, I was working like 16 hours a week. I don't think I made two, like $100 for two weeks work. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was just... Of course, when you're that young, $200 seems well, like a lot, but still. I still had to drive to get there, so I'm oh, putting yeah. miles on my car. Uh, I also had to pay for gas, which wasn't super expensive, but it wasn't cheap. And it, it pretty much just kept me in Taco Bell is what I was working for. Yeah, yeah. But... And still a minimum wage is like seven right. forty-five an hour right now, which yeah. is... How many years ago are you, were you talking that was three? Yeah. Yeah, it's been almost 30, I guess. Yeah, that's has kind been of 30. ridiculous. 
So you have a 335 an hour, but to open that first paycheck and see how pitiful it looked. And I knew I knew it was going to be low because we both have math degrees. So I knew it wasn't going to be a lot, but it just looked even more pathetic in your hand than it did in your mind. Yeah. And, and really similarly, when you first start working a full-time job, my first quote-unquote real job. Well, that's job, true because you think, oh, now I'm making real money, but <laughs> still... Yeah, well, my real money, I think, was uh, per hour. It was only $11 yeah, an hour, $12 yeah. an hour. It wasn't a lot anyway. And at this point, I had a house and a lot of other things. So, yeah, I, I can't imagine. Well, yeah, I just remember opening that check and just wondering <laughs> why I existed at this point. <laughs> why even try, darn it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, so but here's a similar, speaking of jobs, I felt like I was born to be a teacher. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things, like I've, I taught college math when I was working on my master's degree, and I loved that. And I worked in an elementary school too some because that was part of the program I was in. But I'd never like had my own class and taught full time kind of thing. Right. And so I got, I finally got a teaching job last year. And I was so excited about it because I just felt like that was really the right thing for me. And I love working with kids and I love tutoring kids and I love math and it all seemed like it was going to be so great. And then when you really get into it, it is so much work. Right. I had no idea. I mean, it was easily 60 hours a week. And I remember taking the job and the pay was like, half of what I could make elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, that's okay because I'm going to love what I do. And I did still love the kids and stuff, but it's so disappointing to think you are working 60 hours a week. You know, even when you're not working, it's in your head mm -hmm. and you've got to do all these little things that have nothing to do with actually teaching. Mm -hmm. And it was just so disappointing because I just thought this is not, this cannot be worth it. I mean, right. Anyway, and I hear people who would say, well, the first year's hard. Oh, well, the first three years are hard. And then I look around at the teachers who'd been there 20 years. I'm like, they're still working their asses off. Yeah. And, and nope. shout out to both your two of your sisters, Janie and Bridget, who put in quite a bit of time. Oh, as yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I mean, any teachers now, I'm thinking, I really don't see how you do it. Yeah. I and, don't know. And I, I went at it a little bit different because I was never a teacher, but I student taught for a while. Yeah, and I actually because you were working on a teaching degree, right? I was I actually studied the the quote unquote theoretical classes. The oh, you're going to save the world with all this great education, you know, yeah. it's very well, and it is it's very important work. No, I I get that. I'm not saying that. I know it's important work, but what they teach you in those those intro classes, it's all this theory on uh -huh. you know rah rah. This is exciting work, and you're going to be getting through to kids and and it's all going to just be this you're going to be this perfect teacher yeah and then once you get to student teaching it's nothing like that at yeah. all and it's depressing and being in the teacher's lounge and uh, it's it's just like the soul has been sucked out of humans a lot of times in the teacher's oh. lounge it's, it's, and i could see why they do have to deal with so much like i said i think the thing is when i taught in college you don't have to worry about, for one, it's only, you know, you only meet with these kids like three hours a week or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to worry about behavior issues. You don't have to talk to, you know, worry about their parents calling you or um, 
you know, writing up report cards or anything. It just seemed like all you had to worry about was going through a lesson each day and <laughs> grading their papers and making it. Anyway, teaching in college, I found, was way easier than yeah. so teaching in school. Yeah, but those people were responsible for themselves. Yeah, I guess that's part of it. Anyway, so that was disappointing because, I mean, now I'm like, well, that was not the, not the job for me, and I thought it was for many, many years. Uh, well, lesson learned. Yep. So... I guess I'll go real quick. Okay. I've got a couple more small things, even though, like you said, they're not not very big. But I think one of the most disappointing albums I ever remember was, <laughs> yeah, and I, I posted this on the Instagrams and the tweeters if anybody was looking at our accounts, was Guns N' Roses' first album was called Appetite for Destruction. And it is one of the best rock and roll albums of all time. You wouldn't care, but take <laughs> take it from somebody who grew up said, at, in the nine, late 80s, In the late 80s, okay. And An Appetite for Destruction was just an amazing album. Okay. And they put out an album after that called Lies shortly thereafter, but it was more of an EP. They tried to play it off as an album, but... Wait, what's the difference between an album and an EP? An I extended have play. It's not really a full album. They took an old EP of theirs. Extended sounds like it should be more than a full album. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, why don't you just change the way that everything's referred to in life? <laughs> so I'll long and list. short okay, is they ahead. took one EP and they added a few more songs to it. And should have been a little bit, should have known that it was going to lead to bad things because some of the songs were kind of, wimpy compared to it and it really wasn't as good as appetite for destruction but you could write it off as being it's not really an album it's more of an ep so i'm going to give them a mulligan and they did more acoustic stuff so you're like they're just doing this for fun they're going to get back to being guns and roses later so they came out with a double album called use your illusion one and two and they made you pay for each album individually <laughs> of course and I remember going with some friends because I'm pretty sure we I was in college at this point. I went with some friends because we all went to go buy the album on the first day, both albums, because yeah. it was going to be that good. And it was awful. <laughs> it was both albums. And I'll probably take heat for saying that, but go listen to the albums. If you haven't heard them in a while, I found them to be atrocious out the shoot. Uh, if you took, honestly guns and roses and made a best of guns and roses album it would all just be appetite for destruction nothing nothing afterwards yeah, it's was all, any the, good. all the best songs now some of the songs were decent but they started getting this kind of whiny like one of them was like don't you cry tonight well that and, does sound awful yeah and then they <laughs> they did remakes of knocking on heaven's door and then they did a remake of a of a wing song called live and let die and they had a song called uh what was the other one? They had Don't Cry was on both albums. They had different versions. And then they had another one called Civil War, which is just, these are awful, awful songs. And Well, I will never try to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, there was only like one song that maybe on both albums that sounded like it could have been a really bad outtake from Appetite for Destruction, but the rest of it was terrible. And yeah, long and short. Well, I feel validated that I never bought any of those albums. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was just really disappointing. And I think the critics even gave it pretty good reviews at the time. But I would love for people to go back and check that album out and then check out Appetite for Destruction. And if you think that Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 is anywhere near as good as Appetite for Destruction, I have no respect for you as a human being. <laughs> 
because <laughs> hey, somebody might like it. Well, you know that guy is <laughs> hey, that guy might be the the guy that's eating his own poop off the street outside. Okay, drinking you. <laughs> <laughs> Willingly drinking you and eating my cooking. (laughs) (laughs) This poor bastard. He's got nothing going for him. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) So what do you have next? Okay, so um, along those lines, like entertainment types of things, I love a lot of the blues traveler music. Yeah, and they came to I think it was Lexington, into in a small venue on the UK campus. And um, I was like, this is going to be great. I was, you know, I had several of their albums, listened to them all the time. They, first of all, they were smoking, like <laughs> on stage. And it's been non-smoking for a while at this point. Right. And so I'm like, well, that kind of sucks because now you have smoke in the air. And then they just, they, I don't think they even played any of their hits. I think they just got up there and jammed like, <laughs> eh, you know, we're going to do whatever we want to do. We really aren't here to entertain you. We're just here because they're they're paying us. And so we're just going to sit here and jam. And it was really disappointing because you really felt like they could care. They could give a shit that they were there and about the audience, yeah. you know, that they just were like, eh, we got to do this because you got to make a buck. And nah, we're not going to nah, we're not going to play your favorite songs as opposed to, you know, some other concerts, which you don't expect much of. And they're great because the people are really, and truly there for the audience and and entertainers. But, yeah. So that's music wise, a very disappointing concert I was really looking forward to. And then um, but I got to say, like television wise. Yeah. Or movie-wise, I guess I should say. So I watched all the Downton Abbey stuff. Uh-huh. And I, and then they made a movie this past year. Yeah. And I was so excited. And I think they had like almost all the cast from the series came into the movie. So it was really cool. It's like, oh, good. We're going to get to see the Downton Abbey thing in a movie now. And then I saw a preview and it was like, oh, the king and queen are coming to Downton Abbey. And I'm like, oh, my God, please don't let this whole thing be about the king and queen are coming to Downton Abbey. But it pretty much was. And it was like... You had such an opportunity to do something good, yeah. and then it was all that bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that was a disappointing movie. Yeah. I, oh, I still watched it, but of course, <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that maybe it would get better, but it didn't. Yeah, I think that similarly, Breaking Bad was a great television show, and I think they did a good job of wrapping it up before it started getting ridiculous. And we can talk about some other disappointing yeah, TV. They- we won't well on that but breaking bad vince gilligan is, is a genius and i think better call Saul's even better than breaking bad breaking bad was i've heard fabulous. people say that and it was starting to get a little bit off the rails at the end but he tied it all together and put it into the series yeah so he he quit at the right time yeah but the movie that followed up where jesse oh i forgot there was a follow-up movie yeah some people thought it was great i thought it was not very good I, it didn't really do anything to progress the storyline. All it did was, it, yeah, spoiler alert, so fast forward for the next 30 seconds if you haven't seen the movie, I think the name of it is El Dorado or El Camino. I can't, actually, I think the name of it is El Camino. Pretty much what happens is they show you flashbacks of when Jesse was captured. Yeah. And then how he escaped. And then he gets an identity and he's going to go to Alaska. That's it. So <laughs> that's pretty much the whole movie. And I think the most distracting things are that the Jesse Pinkman character, of course, was a lot younger when Breaking Bad was out. Yeah. And he looks older now 
So it's and just... it's supposed to be kind of a flashback as well as it is supposed to be a flashback as well as there was another character in he there. He just doesn't look the part. Right. Because he was like a young 20-something, right, at the beginning uh, of he may have been. Bad. He was probably a little older than you think, but he, he oh, was well. definitely young, younger looking than he is now. But then uh, the other character that was keeping Jesse hostage, his name, was Todd. And the actor's name is Jesse Plemons. But between when he shot Breaking Bad originally and they shot this flashback yeah he gained a notable amount of weight and his face was all puffy looking so it wasn't even like the guy lost weight to do the to job do the role yeah and it just it's difficult to lose i weight. know but it just i'm just like it all felt weird to me and yeah and i've heard stories about well the reason he didn't lose weight is because it's just jesse's memory and it's not going to be perfect i'm like no yeah. no is this <laughs> You guys are just making shit up to defend this movie because you want to like it. But in reality, it's not that good. It doesn't push anything in the storyline along. And I found it to be disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, sometimes when they do remakes, they just are disappointing. Especially given the lead up, knowing that Vince Gilligan wrote Breaking Bad. And then to see what he's done with Better Call Saul, which, like I said, I think is a better series. Yeah. And for him to have that kind of... Cash, and I think he even wrote X Files, though I never really watched the X Files. Yeah. For him to have that kind of cash and have one movie to wrap it all up, and this is what we got, yeah, it's just a little disappointing to me. Yeah, that is, yeah, and I never really watched it all, but I, I get it. It's sort of like um, the Men in Black. We've always liked all the Men in Black, mm-hmm. and I've liked them all. I, I thought, well, except this last one where they don't have the same characters, right. and. I mean, it was not even, I couldn't follow it at all. I was like, I tried, I did. But um, but the Men in Black 3, you're like, you know, by that time you're like, okay, don't expect too much. Yeah. I mean, you know, how good can they be? To me, Men in Black 3 was the best of the three. Yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes you're surprised and they're yeah. really good. Oh, but, yeah, and to wrap up t- a couple more shows about being disappointed in the last couple of seasons, but we won't talk too long yeah. about those. Is the first one, of course. You you know which one we're going to Dexter. Yeah. Oh man, that was just those seasons were awful. Yeah. Well, it just kept getting worse and worse for being such a great show. The first three or four seasons, I think through the Trinity Killer, it was great, and then I didn't really care for the Jimmy Smiths episodes, and then later on, I think Colin Hanks was in it. And even though I found that to be a little better than the Jimmy Smith stuff, it. But then by season seven. His yeah. sister was into him, and she was a drug addict. And then it just got awful. And then, of course, he gets away at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, you know, get this guy. This guy's not a good person. I don't care what you think. He's accidentally killed people that he thought were murderers, and yeah. then come to find there's nothing redeeming about this character. And then the whole scene where he took his sister's dead body out to sea and burned it. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was just bizarro. Yeah, there's at the end. Yeah, it's like they were really just trying to troll their entire audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, got bad. That was that was the worst I can think of, and I'm sure Game of Thrones would be on here if we ever watched it, but we didn't watch it. So we oh yeah, I, so a lot of people would probably put yeah, that on so. here because you heard a lot of like that was the worst ending. <laughs> but um, okay, so I was going to one of the things I'm continually disappointed and i'm sure everybody can relate to this is when you buy a product and you think 
this is going to be great. Yeah. And I'm so easily sold on commercials is the thing. Like I should be in focus groups. <laughs> I, I should be a professional focus grouper because <laughs> a groupie because I am influenced in exactly the way you want me to be influenced. I mean, I'm luckily I have a bit of skepticism now, but I see it and I'm like, yep, that sounds right to me. <laughs> so, or maybe I would be a bad focus group person because maybe they'd be like, yeah, you always agree. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so one of the things I bought in the last few years was it's this cleaning wand and it spins. And so it has these brushes on the end and it's got like a battery powered or maybe it plugs in. I don't remember. I've only used it once because it worked like crap. And it's like spin brush cleaner thing. And <laughs> is, clean. is that the actual technical name? Yes, of it? it's called spin brush cleaner. Order thing. the the amazing spin brush cleaner thing. So, so you know, you're supposed to be able to clean your tile. And of course, they show it, and the tile's very dirty, and then it's very clean because they use the spin brush cleaner thing. That's exactly what they use. <laughs> and so I got it, and you know, I, I think it was like fifty bucks or maybe more. And the thing is, the battery power, it's just not very powerful. So it just didn't do crap. I mean, it was like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it just wasn't strong enough. So I was really disappointed in that. But then I did go on to buy, like, in the last few months, these little brush heads that you put on your drill. Mm -hmm. And actually, those work pretty well because your drill can be pretty powerful. Yeah. And they were better quality brushes. But that little spin brush. Cleaner thing. I feel like the cleaning thingy. Look for it in stores, in the Walgreens, um, as seen on TV shelf. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, just if it's a piece, it's just cheap and a piece of crap. And I have a whole list of things like that. But they make them look great. So I can tell you some more. You can, if you've got some product things. Oh, I really don't have any products that, that I've listed. What? Well, you know what? It's because you just don't buy stuff very much. Yeah. That could be it. So, okay. Well, you remember the little slap chop thing I see yeah. on TV? So Ben and I saw that on TV and he's like, that would be great. And I'm like, we'll get it. That's fine. It was a good ad. And, and I've had something similar before from like Pampered Chef that did work well. So we're like, yeah, this will probably work well. Yeah. And it was just cheaply made. And I think it fell apart the first time I used it. Yeah. Like the lid fell off. So then if you wanted to slap, it was basically a broken, broken piece of plastic. You had to slap down on it yeah. and cut your hand. Basically. Was it named after John and Lorena Bobbitt's relationship? It started slap, with a slap and ended slap, with a chop. Slap chop. They could have them be the spokesperson. Um but that one was a piece of crap. But then, so I bought a better quality one. And they do work if you get a good quality one. But, of course, these things as so not sold on TV are pieces of crap. And then the third one that I want to warn people about. All right. Do not buy this product. Is the, like, magnetic slime. <laughs> yeah. I thought that would be fun to put in the kid's stocking for Christmas. Because, you know, it's cool. It's magnetic slime. And they show these cool little things you're doing with it. If it gets in your carpet... It will never come out, and you will have a big black smudge mark in your carpet. Not that we would know. I mean, how many carpets do we have that we need to replace because of that damn metallic slime? Do not buy metallic slime. It is not worth it. But, okay, but you've ordered some things <laughs> that were disappointing when they came in. Yeah, and that was on me. I, I... <laughs> Tell the story. I love it. I hate it. I tried to order blankets <laughs> online because we used... These cheap blankets for our guinea pigs. Yeah. Lay them at the bottom of the cage. 
And we and the cage is like we usually if I buy fabric for it, it's like two and a half yards by yeah. sixty inches wide. So right. it's it's a big piece. You know, it's a yeah. And we were fortunate enough to find a really good deal on some blankets early on. Yeah. Remember that. So when I went back and I tried to order the same thing from a different seller, it said full size. Well, they didn't. Full size was not a very full size. Maybe full for an American doll, doll. size. This is what doll, came in. Yeah, an American girl doll would be. Yeah, would, it would be full size for that. I remember because we were like, oh, and they took like, I don't know, a month. Oh, to it took in. a lot longer to come in than you thought. So we were like, oh, they're finally here. And I got the package and it was about the size of a rolled up, <laughs> one rolled up blanket. And you're like, oh, it must, before you open it, you're like, oh, I guess they just one of them got here now. Right. And we opened it and it was all six of them, I think. Yeah. And they were like little, yeah. at best, a two foot square. Yeah. Like even if I sewed them all together, it wouldn't work. No, it was it was rough. So, but if anybody needs a little American Girl doll blank, yeah, we know where you can get some. We've got some. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that fabric. Yeah, you know, maybe I. we could like donate it to a like pet store and yeah, like you know, I don't know. I don't know. Either. I don't know. Um, okay, so that so I knew that was one product you were kind of disappointed in. <laughs> okay, what else you got? Well, if if you've played video games, which I don't really play video games a lot, but when I was younger, I had a computer that I used to play games on quite a bit. Okay. And it was like a, Pong was fine. Right. That's but what I was, played early on. But yeah, I had a Commodore 64 and I used to get a lot of games. Um, I hate to admit it, but they were probably illegally obtained because you could pirate games, so to oh, speak. Oh, yeah. And... So I had I played quite a few games, but I never really found too much of what I liked. Uh, that's how I got into writing games and things. Um, but one game I really did love that I actually purchased was called Micro League Baseball. Yeah. And I think that it was one of those games that hardly anybody pirated because it didn't have an interest outside of nerd sports enthusiasts, which nowadays I think people are more into those stats and things, but back then they weren't. It was just you. <laughs> yeah, it was just me. I'm sure there were other people, but I was there was definitely yeah. somebody wrote this game for people like me, but it was a smaller market. Yeah. So Micro League Baseball was great. I loved it. And they had some expansion discs and they were all great. Well then they came out with Micro League Wrestling. And being a huge wrestling fan, yeah, I was like, Oh my that. God, this is going to be the coolest game ever. <laughs> I was excited as shit for this game. And of course, they because I bought Micro League from Micro League and they'd send me discs in the mail where they're sending me flyers about this Micro League wrestling. So I get on the pre order or whatever. So it takes months and months to come <laughs> in. I'm waiting for this. It finally comes in and it was the worst game I've ever played. It was so bad because. Why? I mean, what was. Well, here's the thing I ought to preface this by going. I had written wrestling games before this oh, because there was uh, so yours would have been better than theirs. The game, saying. my game was better, and it really wasn't graphically much worse. And even though I didn't have any <laughs> graphics, because micro league baseball were at least little computer guys that ran around. Okay, yeah, and it was fine. It was cheapish, cheapy looking, but it whatever. Yeah. It was what it was. But you, it had this good quality game behind it. You got this, and there's only two matches you could fight. You could either fight Hulk Hogan against Macho Man Randy Savage or Hulk Hogan versus Paul Orndorff. <laughs> that and was it. That was all you could fight. 
<laughs> and then it wasn't even like a joystick game. It was like Micro League Baseball. It was a strategy game. So you would like chop, body. And, and they didn't even show like the images of the guys fighting each other. It was just kind of pixelated screenshots. Those old shitty... I don't know if you remember old computers before, like IBMs. And, well, it's probably around the time IBM. You remember, like, you would see images on old computers, and they were real grainy and pixelated, and they didn't look anything like... Yeah. Yeah. That's what this graphic was, and it would show, like, a still shot of Hulk Hogan rearing back, and then the next still shot would be him, like, hitting Randy Savage. Not even hitting, but it was just, like, literally yeah, just... because they were just still shots. Yeah. yeah. And you just pick pick stuff, and that was it. <laughs> Oh man, that's so awful. I, it was awful. And I was so excited to get that game. I was so looking forward to it. I opened it up, loading up. I'm, oh my God. And then I was like, this is fucking it. <laughs> I hope it didn't happen the, si- the same week that you got your Guns N' Roses album, the no, double album. <laughs> no, no that, was, that was definitely a lot later. But, <laughs> but it was just, it was just such a bad game that. Yeah. And another game I remember it was because I was into creating games of course is there was a couple of games where it would i can't remember the name of this game but it allowed you to create your own adventure or whatever yeah and i remember buying it at sears of all places because sears used to actually sell computer games and it was so bad i actually returned it you can't return computer games now (laughs) how'd you manage to do that well because it was so it was it was before people knew that you could go and copy them and take them back. Okay. The, the, the store clerk didn't know, so they went ahead and let me return them. Because uh. it was like a $40 game, and all it was was like just a word game. And it wasn't even a good one. It was like, it was just terrible. But no, I mean, that was... Yeah, 40 bucks for a game, that's a crap. Yeah, and... Boy, yeah. We've come a long way, because now, like all these little apps that are free, and they're great. Yeah. You know, you just have to watch an ad or whatever. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's plenty of people that probably have some games they've been really disappointed by video games etc but this micro league wrestling of course was was just the worst for me yeah and i guess i have never really played video games so yeah yeah i don't i don't get too disappointed in anything like that (laughs) so i think that's really all i had how much more you got (laughs) okay well we could talk about this year (laughs) (laughs) and i'm going to briefly because damn it it sucks so, first of all, back to, you know, we have nothing to really complain about. No. We are, knock on wood, healthy, and we are able to keep our jobs, and, you know, the kids, well, you know, they got had remote school for a while, but so far, so far, again, they're healthy, even though they're somewhat back in school. Um, but, so, I hate to complain too much, but... I've been looking forward to this year for many years because Mia is going to college next year. And I was looking forward to taking her to many places around the country, traveling and looking at colleges. And none of that can happen now. And so that's really disappointing. Mm -hmm. And, well, I guess, again, everybody's got lots of disappointments this year of things they can't do. So... I guess that's, and it's not like I can do it next year, really. No. You know, you got to apply in the fall or at the latest January. And so we've done the little online tours. Yeah. They're pretty, they all seem the same. I mean, they try, but it's like, here's this building. Here, and you just, it's no feel of what the place is really like. Right. So I'm just so disappointed because I've been looking forward to that for 
I'm sure probably 10 years now thinking, <laughs> well, when she's, you know, I don't know, at least a good while. So 2020 is really disappointing and I'm sure it is for everybody. Yeah. Way to bring us down. Okay. Again. But then what? the other day I said, I think I'm going to be optimistic about the rest of 2020 because we might get to go to Chicago. Right. If they don't quarantine Tennessee anymore. <laughs> and then we can at least drive around a couple of campuses there. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so that might be next month. And then we might even go on vacation in November, but yeah. again, we'll have to see. Yeah. You talk about being disappointed. <laughs> if, if you have, by the way, if you have reservations for the Portofino Bay right now, you're going to be disappointed. You're, you're, gonna, you're likely to be disappointed because they have been canceling. It's unlikely the Portofino Bay is going to open back up. And just last week, I called them and I moved our reservation to the Hard Rock instead of Royal Pacific because Royal Pacific was already full. Yeah. And now Hard Rock's full. So Portofino Bay doesn't open up. Those will be the only two that you yeah. can get fast passes for. And yeah, so if you if you have a reservation for the Portofino Bay and you planned on going around Thanksgiving, you burnt. Yeah. So which you know so Jed. but but maybe we'll get to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. If if I wouldn't have redone that and I looked yesterday and found out that we couldn't rebook, that would have been one of my disappointments because I was talking about changing it and I finally did. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been really disappointing. And then just. Fingers crossed that the election turns out well, because that will be so disappointing if not. Talk about <laughs> going into despair. Oh, okay. But but I'm optimistic, and I'm like, that could be great. We could end the year on a high note, because we could see a lot of good changes maybe happen. Who knows? Maybe even a vaccine, but it sounds like that's probably not till spring. But anyway. Yeah, maybe. We'll so see. anyway, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic. All right. Well, good. So, be optimistic. <laughs> I'm trying. It's it's tough. Okay, so to end on a high note, okay. maybe we maybe we have to cut this out because we're running over on time or something. No, I think we're I hard. thought it would be fun to talk quickly mm -hmm. about things that you didn't expect to be all that great, yeah, but ended up being so much better than you thought they would be. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, I've got some disappointing travel things, but I remember we went when we were in D.C. And we were like, well, we'll go to Ford's Theater. For one thing, it's free, and it wasn't too far from where we were staying. And I'm like, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. It was so good. I mm -hmm. mean, that was probably my favorite thing we did there Yeah. was that Ford's Theater thing. So if you haven't done that, highly recommend that. What about you? Do you have anything like that? I think the one, that, one thing I remember, not really about a trip, but it was a concert, was when we saw Todd Snyder in the basement of a church. Oh, yeah. And it felt just like, it was just like the basement of a church. It was the basement of a church. Well, I mean, it was, but it was like the low ceiling. And I, was there even like tables? No, no. no. But and it was. And the funny thing was, was that Todd Snyder had been sick leading into this for weeks, I think. And he canceled. We didn't even know we were going to go that morning. No. It wasn't until that night we even Yeah, we just showed up it. and asked if we could buy a ticket. And they're like, well, these are kind of, we've already, you should have bought it before now. But we'll go ahead and, and sell you a ticket. I think ticket. it was our anniversary. May have been. And, but Todd Snyder had been canceling shows left and right because he'd been sick. Yeah. And this was the last show, I'm pretty sure, of this tour. So I was about 99.7% sure that Todd Snyder was going to cancel this show. 
and he shows up in this basement of a church <laughs> and this unassuming place and he's unassuming as all get out if you've ever seen him he's fabulous yeah but proceeds to put on just one of the best uh, it was an awesome concert yeah if again you almost can't call it a concert because it was such a weird little venue yeah <laughs> Oh, that was good. So had you known he was coming? Because I yeah. remember we were sitting eating dinner. We yeah. had a babysitter or something. And I was like, well, let's see if there's any good music acts in town. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Mike, this says Todd Snyder. Is that the Todd Snyder that we listen to? Yeah. Or you think it's... and, and yeah, I can't remember. Was. All I remember is showing up there with zero expectations <laughs> and just being absolutely blown away. Yeah, it was great. And similarly, when I saw... And this is a band I really like called Local H that not many people do. But when I saw them live for the first time, so many times you'll go see a band live, especially a band you think is going to be good. And it's, they're just kind like of disappointed. Like Blues Traveler. Yeah. But <laughs> but these guys just, you know, they were every bit as good as advertised. And it was, it was just really, I won't say I was surprised by it, but it was definitely, it was reassuring, I guess. They were better than, than I expected. Yeah, yeah. So that's, 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 I think that's so fun to be like, when things come out better than expected, yeah. so, and I've got a few more, but oh, I think we're good. Oh, when I saw Fog Hat play, Lonesome Days Fog you Hat. You saw Fog Hat. I play? saw Fog Hat play at the Phoenixville Tavern, and surprisingly, again, if you've seen some of these old bands play, sometimes the sound sucks. I saw Rick Derringer play once, and he's the one that sings Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we're gonna go see Rick Derringer. It was an outside play. Yeah. And. I'm sure a bouncer or something was running the sound equipment. It just sounded <laughs> awful. And it's so disappointing. And I'd seen concerts like that before where these old bands are just coming in and playing on whatever. But Fog Hat, I didn't have great ambition for, but I loved Fog Hat. Yeah. A few songs by Fog Hat. And I show up and the sound is just amazing. And the guitar player is amazing. And you'd be surprised how good Fog Hat sounded. And I was there with my buddy Jeff and we were just like, I can't believe Fog Hat's this good. <laughs> so, yeah, that's another one. Okay, so now you just reminded me of something that I was disappointed by. <laughs> What's that? And as I'm sure hundreds of other people were. Um, so here in town <laughs> we have this pilgrimage festival. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and lots of acts. And it's over, is it over three? I think it's over two and a yeah. half days. It's like Friday evening, Saturday, and Sunday all day. Right. And um, I was really excited. Counting Crows was one of the big acts that I was looking forward to bleachers was another, I can't even remember now who the other ones were, but, uh, so we're, so finally for one, I just realized when I went there, I'm like, you know what? I don't know. These big crowded places actually, I don't, I'm not that big on, I guess I hadn't been to many festivals anyway, but that's okay. I'm going to get to see these good bands. I like a lot. So counting crows came on and luckily they sang like my favorite song first or in one of the first couple of songs. And then after about three or four songs, the guy was like, right in the middle of the song, he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, we have to stop. There's lightning in the area. So this is a big outdoor festival. So we all had to, everybody had to leave the <laughs> freaking festival. And luckily there was a big Factory. Like, mall type of place yeah. across the street, which is where I just went and waited along with hundreds of other people to see if, you know, the storm was going to go plat, but, but was going to blow past and they'd open it back up. But no, they just canceled the whole rest of the weekend. But at least so this was early Saturday. Well, we got most of it refunded. I think we got the full refund. 
Oh, did we get the I think we got refund? the full refund for that. These were like, what, about $180, $200 tickets yeah. or something like that? I'm pretty we sure got, got a full We refund. got most of it for sure, which was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> that, was, that was a disappointment. For me. I mean, and just think about the people who came from out of town oh, yeah. or had vendor booths. It was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the poor inside the mall that was across the street, there was this really cute little coffee shop and eatery. And of course, people were looking for food and drinks while we were waiting. But this eatery, like there was a guy behind the counter and I was like, are you all open? He goes, no, all our stuff was over at the pilgrimage because oh. we moved everything over there. Oh. And I was like, no, that's somebody who had to be disappointed. Poor dude. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's disappointing to him, not me. Well, who cares about that guy? <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, okay. Well, twenty. That, that's again back to twenty twenty. It's got to be a lot more disappointing for people who own businesses. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Decompress. Hopefully, it's once in a lifetime event here. <laughs> so, with that said, I think we'll probably wrap it up today, and yeah, hopefully, you're not disappointed in this episode about disappointments, <laughs> which will probably but, uh, we're par for the course. You will be. So you knew, <laughs> but you knew that coming in. <laughs> What did you expect? If you expected something great, you were, right. your expectations were too high. But as always, I'd love to hear like people's stories about this. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. so if you got anything you want to share with us, obviously reach out to us on the tweeters and the Instagrams and we'll listen to you and the Facebooks. I won't trash Facebook like I normally do, but reach out there. I might check it out. <laughs> but by and large, yeah, if you have anything you want to share, Join us at Only Stupid Pod on any of the social media platforms, and we'll love to hear it and give you a shout out, like we did Janie today for for reminding us how bad teaching was as a career. Sadly, <laughs> and again, it's so fraught because anyway, yeah, I won't go back. I won't go into that again. <laughs> but yeah, but long story short, we have nothing but respect for teachers, and they do the they do the work of the gods. But. Oh my gosh, they're like to me, they're superheroes. They need to get as I've always said, they need not always said but since last year in my experience. What since the, I became a teacher, since I understood what the hell they go through, I'm like, okay, you need twice the pay and a full time assistant. That's my <laughs> opinion to even be expected to begin to do that job. Right, uh, but yeah, reach out to us on any of those platforms. Check out our other podcast. Sometimes Jen is a guest on another podcast I run called At Whack Brackets. Well, it's just called Whack Brackets, honestly. Uh, <laughs> At Whack Brackets on any of the social media platforms, same as this one. And I'm even on Reddit with that. So there you go. Yeah. So, so that is it. Hopefully you had a fun time listening to this and hopefully Jen had a fun time recording it. I've got to mix this, which is always a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> but outside of that. But you don't disappoint. <laughs> don't disappoint. So. <laughs> That is it. So hopefully we'll see you maybe by the end of the month. We, we told you it would be a monthly podcast. I think this is going to come out only three weeks after the last one. So maybe we can do a twice a month podcast. We're, we're going to try to drop it on Wednesdays, though. So keep it okay. on Wednesdays. But that is it. Okay. So talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Thanks for listening.